at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, it is a Boxing Wednesday here on uh, SAFM Spot On and we were just uh, wanted to highlight what had happened uh, today. Just try to get a better understanding of what had um, happened today. But we're going to go back to the boxing now. But on Twitter, Mesh says, not even... The Philly games or the Maimani Perry games have this much cheating. Is referring to the story of what's happening or these allegations that are being made in this NFD. And Obakeng says uh, Polukwane City is moving mad funny. Okay, we understand what that means. Okay, let's move on to the boxing now because uh, we have been covering the story of the... Okay, I'll say former because it's not in office at the moment. Former BSAC or Mr. Moffat even though uh, the court have for years ordered that he must be reinstated after um, being fired in 2015 and then he he won his case and then they ordered him to be reinstated. But since then, uh, the man has not been able to go back to work. And the latest developments we had, um, we have from this week is that the Labour Appeal Court has refused Boxing South Africa petition for leave to appeal the decision. And... Um, Mr. Moffat Kliti joins us on the line. By the way, during this period, Boxing South Africa has had an acting CEO for all these years because obviously they're not able to appoint a permanent CEO because Mr. Moffat Kliti has been ordered to go back to work, but he's still not at work or has he gone to work? And he joins us on the line. Now, Mr. Kliti, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you for taking our call tonight. Hey, my brother, thank you so much. How are you? How are you keeping there? No, we are fine. Thanks, Mr. Clitier. We should be asking you, how how are you feeling, especially after the latest uh, development now where we have seen that uh, the Labour Appeal Court has refused petition for leave to appeal here. Yes, so my brother. How are you feeling? Hey, I'm okay. Thanks, Tabiso. How are you feeling on the side? No, we are fine. And how are you feeling after this latest ruling from the court? No, no, momento brilliant, my brother. I've always said it, that uh, I knew what the outcome is going to be of this matter, you know? And I've said it before to you, Tabitha, from the start, that, that you, you can go to any mountain, you will fall short. If you did not make a call from the initial meeting, there is no case to be even listened to, you know? So, so, so I'm, I'm very elated to say uh, the least, and I appreciate that the work that you've done, guys, to put this matter on the spot. It's always been brilliant from my side. So you feel vindicated? Because even even yeah, when we spoke to your lawyer last year, um, he was telling us that mm-hmm. even this latest uh, motion will not succeed. So do you feel vindicated? My brother, as always, I feel vindicated precisely because, you know, Tabiso, I did indicate, my lawyer did indicate this matter. But you cannot, the original thing is a non correction of a board, so-called board. Then when you lose that as a CCMA, you begin to say, I use taxpayers' money to go to the labor court. After you lose that second loss, you say, I will appeal. After you lose that third loss, you say, I'm going to the labor appeal court. After you lose that, you still contemplate. There's some contemplation of wanting to go further, you know? Let me end there insofar as that is concerned. But I think the most good thing about it is that the, the LAC concurs with the labor court. The Labour Court concurs with the CCMA award, that is the commissioner. So for me, it takes you back to the original award, which if you had listened to as both parties, and I've certainly uh, listened to it myself, if you had listened to the judgment of the CCMA, you would not be here today at, at a great cost as well, Jennifer. 
And then at the same time then, Mr. Kriti, it's been going on for years and BSA has been losing for years. But don't you feel like a victim? Don't you feel also you are being victimized here? It's because it's a, a master strategy for me to be a victim of it. I knew it from the onset, you know. Then I prepared myself not to allow myself to be a victim of the process, you know. I'm going to keep on with my life and keep my head high because I know I'm vindicated or I will be vindicated. You know? the, the master strategy, what the actual intention that I should be victimized. But I know my rights, Kamiko, I refuse to lose. I refuse to be victimized. So I'm still standing now. After seven years, Mr. Kriti, and the last time we spoke to your lawyer, one, a couple of our listeners actually got in touch and they, they were feeling for you and they wanted to know how have the last seven years been for you, especially now going without a monthly salary? Well, well it was supposed to be quite tough of the thing. It was supposed to be quite tough for me. Uh, but I think mental resilience, you know, and high moral ground have kept me going. Yes, it has been tough from a perspective of the family and then some suffering that the family is going through. You know what I mean? But I think ultimately the faith and the hope and the resilience that keeps me going throughout, throughout this entire process. We are there now. We are there now because of their actions. You know, I can, I can just indicate for you that uh, the family has been suffering quite a lot through this process that is done, you know. So, do you would you like your job back, Mr. Kriti? Because I remember when we spoke to you a couple of years ago, you were driving to Johannesburg and they wouldn't give you the address. Would you like your job back or would you like to find an amicable solution to this matter? The correct interpretation is to say, where are we now? The courts have said, they agree with the CCMA. The CCMA had said, I must go back to, to work. You know? So, for so anyone who wants to stand in front of that then must say something to the contrary. What I'm saying is that I'm a law-abiding citizen, as I've said before to you, I abide with what the relevant uh, institutions of law have said. They have said, I must go back to work. So anyone who wants anything to the contrary must then come here and say to us, this is what I'm looking for to the contrary. In a nutshell, I'm saying, I am going back to work as per the, the award of the CCMA as per the concurrence of the Labour Court, as per the concurrence of the Labour Appeal Court. So for me, I'm very clear what, 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 what should happen in terms of what the law has said. You see, well, we live in a constitutional democracy, Kamiso, here. When two parties do not resolve or are to resolve their differences uh, amicably together, voluntarily, they submit the matter to institutions of that nature. But when the institutions of that nature have given after thorough analysis, have given their verdict, we ought to respect such, Tabiso. And I'm afraid if you don't want to respect such, it will be nicer if you're doing it from your pocket, you know, as I'm doing. It will be nicer if you're continuing doing this from your own pocket, as I'm doing, instead of utilizing taxpayers' money. So from where I stand, I did say to you, Tabiso, long ago, I have closed this matter from my side, from the CCMA award. I thought I'd close the case unless anyone or boxing essay wants to do anything extraordinary here. Unfortunately, they have been losing throughout, throughout with unreasonable explanations, inordinate delays, if I may quote uh, Judge Judge uh, Kuta, uh, 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 until this point, Kadish.
Okay, we've got a voice note here. Before we wrap up the conversation, we will speak to the legal representative of Mr. Mofakriti also just to get a legal perspective on this matter. But let's play the voice note. Uh, good evening, Tabiso and your listeners. Hey, in the PSA, you money appeal, appeal, get a Maliate, Xiabasalbasum, South Africa, Amachala, Ewalusa. Kugalanga Mali, Prabe, Fanba Lemali, Lenangana, good development is a boxing. Kuyeko Glalis, and to call me with Fanbangan, because the title was a mistake to be found with Dale, we are officing. And the individual appeal for noon. Okay, loud and clear there. Basically believes that it's a waste of taxpayers' money, these appeals and losing, losing, losing and having an interim person in this position for all these years. And that's what I referred to earlier on, Mr. Kriti, that there's been no permanent CEO, there's been instability basically in this position and uh, obviously which has affected the running of the sport. Do you, besides the court order, do you feel that you still have something to offer boxing in South Africa? That is 100%, my brother. I had I had already, uh, together with the board, that was shared by Nwanda Balso, we had already put a clear plan and we had started implementing such. Number one, from the administrative side, we were the first to come with a clean audit report, something they've never smelled in their lifetime. So for, it's beginning to say, administratively, we were the first to get and an unqualified audit report. Uh, the, the, the following audit reports have been laid a foundation by our work administratively. So we're beginning to, to put programs in place. We are very clear what you are taking the epoxy to greater ties in this country until this saga, and then, 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 then for whatever reason of the architects, of the architects. You see? But lastly, just to say, just to say that is, we, we need to discern, we need to step back and say, what does legislation provide, you see? If the PFMA says anyone who does not or who fails to abide by the PFMA, that's already determined to be a criminal conduct. I don't want to be part, part two criminality, therefore, in terms of the PFMA. Let me explain myself to this. If, 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 if the board does not make a corrupt, there are three of them. Any decision that they take is invalid in law. That's very clear. So from the suspension, appointment of investigators, payment up to this point of lawyers who are here in the thing, it's, it's, it's an unauthorized expenditure, irregular expenditure, because they were not appointed by a duly qualified and properly uh, constituted board in terms of uh, prevailing or uh, constitutive, constitutive statutes. So, so that's a criminality in terms of the PFMA, my brother. That's irregular. Now, now, if you are a CEO or acting CEO, then you ought to have raised that with the board to say these people have not been appointed in accordance with the supply chain management policy, which is also premised uh, pre- on the PFMA. So, so, so you ought as an acting CEO to have raised that long term with the board. The board ought to have said, hey, we, have, we acknowledge that hey, this thing was done wrong from the onset. Lastly, lastly, when you have people who had a hand at the start of this thing, Tabiso. In particular, let me be precise. There's one Mr. Market here who has been at the center of appointing attorneys when there was no board. He appoints attorneys and the, the approval framework of the board says 
it is only the board that appoints professionals and attorneys to specific. Now you see, when that hand appointed attorneys from market, that's the start of, of illegality and irregularity. Secondly, that market continues to be part of this process, even to this stage. He is representing boxing South Africa in all these courts of law. You can't start the matter and come back and be part of it, representing boxing SA. But we've proved in the courts, we've, 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 we've made him climb the mountain until he said, I cannot argue this matter any further. But when he comes back to, 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 to report to the court, he doesn't tell them that he failed to argue the matter further in court. And there are problems that they don't go to court and listen to him when he says, I'm failing to take the matter further. When he comes back to them, she says, let's appeal, let's appeal, let's appeal. That's nonsensical. That is, sorry for my language, my brother, you know? But no, we can understand the frustrations, Mr. Kriti, because this matter has been going on for years and I think even the entire boxing community is is baffled by why this is not this is still ongoing and Boxing SA continues to use taxpayers' money uh, to fight uh, this case. But thanks for being able to speak to us. A lot of people wanted to hear from you the last time we spoke to your lawyer and they wanted to find out how you are doing. So we're glad that at least you are holding up well there, even though it's been a tough few years for you and your family going without a, a, a salary. And let's hope now this uh, matter will finally be resolved and there'll be some finality. We'll speak to Mr. Kliti's lawyer, uh, Koguletu Madlanga of Madlanga and Partners Inca Tennis after this break. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musiya on Twitter. And we do have the legal representative of Mr. Kliti on the line, Mr. Koguletu Madlanga of Madlanga and Partners Inc. Tennis. Thank you, sir, for being able to join us tonight on SAFM. Hi, good evening. Uh, thanks. I'm sure you're not surprised by this verdict because you told us last year in November that they will not not succeed. So is this the final nail in the coffin or, or where can they go now since they seem to have the resources or taxpayers' money? Uh, you will recall that uh, last time I mentioned that uh, those who've got money and who've got coffers will do any other thing to frustrate uh, our client. To the extent that they wrote a letter uh, on uh, on Sunday evening, when we are, we are, I advised them that our client will be coming to report for work on Monday, saying that uh, they've met with the board, they've taken instructions to take the matter to constitutional court. Oh. I don't know what is constitutional about the unfair dismissal. I really don't know what are the issues that uh, they want a determination or consideration by the Constitutional Court. And I remain optimistic that uh, it is the end of the road. They should consider resolving and settling the matter and pay what is due to our clients now. And, and it's more than 10 years now. Yes, and you said that it was at the time we spoke to you, if I remember your words, you said it was a David versus Goliath matter. But why do you think Boxing South Africa continues to challenge this issue despite uh, the court rulings that have come out over the past few years against them? Uh, one can, one, I'm really, really, really at pains. I, I really don't understand what is the vendetta against our client. But uh, one can assume that it was a matter of principle uh, originally, but the the signs were there, and then the warnings were always there that uh, there's no case to be made. And we've been open to, to resolve the matter from the judgment of the CCMA to the judgment of the labor courts. 
you remember we've got two judgment of the labor courts and then we have now the the judgment the order of the labor appeal court which dismisses their petition and it's supposed to be the end of the road on them remember mr kriti was uh, employed permanently by boxing south africa i think now is at age of 58 is supposed to retire at 65 so whatever segment should consider the fact that he was permanently employed he was not a five-year ceo that's the point that they are missing i hope the reason why they are fighting is because of that and had they had settled the matter earlier they would not have been in this issue of uh, of now talking of now mentioning that mr kit was employed permanently by psa we would be now talking uh, would have resolved the matter on the basis of the of the award by the ccma not necessarily about now calculating the years what is what should he had and had he was not dismissed and all and all those relevant things and and you've been clear even last year that you are willing to find an amicable solution and and sit down with boxing south africa here is there a sense that they're willing to or, or it doesn't seem like they're willing to sit down actually and find an amicable solution here definitely they are not because what what, what puzzles us is that uh, whenever they're reporting to the portfolio committee in parliament they've created a contingency for the settlement of this case the last time on and check they had a contingency of about 8.7 million of which now it's 2023 it should have gone to 10 something million and those are the basis of settlement because there is a buffer where they can get this money from and then two this matter you can only resolve by engaging the chairperson of the board or the board you can't have the ceo acting ceo delegated to to engage in the settlement of the matter of a ceo who was permanent and also when we spoke to you you had said initially that there was an amount that was to be awarded to mr kriti which was i think 3.7 million and you'd ask them to put it in a trust until this matter i think is settled and obviously that money would have would have incurred interest now where are we now with where the figure could be they've refused any suggestion we've proposed to them and uh, they've really really refused because that was the first thing we proposed to them but look we've got a judgment can you put this amount in a, in a trust in an interest bearing account so that uh, it accumulates interest but the only thing that they prefer to do is to pay lawyers they don't have problems in paying lawyers but they've got a problem in paying our clients i think the money that they've paid to the lawyers and also the money that for was awarded by the ccma is equal now and how long is this still do you expect this matter to take now that they've um, stated their intentions of going to the constitutional court uh I think within a period of 15 days, they will have to respond to, to, to this LAC order. Mm. And then thereafter, they can lodge the matter with the constitutional court. Anyway, we want finality on the matter. If they prefer taking the matter to the constitutional court, they must do as they please. And then we will oppose it. Okay, but their their decision to take it to the constitutional court, does it um, 
stop your client from going back to work like the labor like the other um outcome has ruled uh we don't want to be seen as party spoilers because we still want to engage with them and see whether we can resolve this matter amicably even before they file the matter before before they can file the constitutional papers we're still open to have cordial discussions with the board and see whether we cannot resolve this matter amicable mm. and uh, not have to embarrass them because uh, it is it is our clients' rights. You can just go and report to work and create a chaos there. And and what is what is the minister of sports saying? Because ultimately they do oversee boxing South Africa. We are not privy to the discussions between uh, the board and the, and the minister. But uh, we have now decided to escalate the matter directly to to the board, to the to the minister, so that the minister get briefed and get exactly what are the issues here, because you can't have a, a case that has been running for ten years and each each time is in court, we are successful, they they are not successful. Mm. There should be a way of resolving this matter now. Because ultimately, because ultimately the, the money will have to come from government. The money will come to government. That is why, because they are litigating on the taxpayers' money. Mm. That is why they can take to any court. I think they, if the constitutional court rules against them, they will try in another court, maybe outside the country. Okay, and hopefully when they're able to come and speak to us, uh, they can come and speak to us, uh, Boxing South Africa. But thanks, Mr. Madlanga, for being able to take our call tonight. All right, thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Sure. Gugula, to Madlanga of Madlanga and Partners, Inc. Attorneys. Guys, this matter has been dragging now, almost 10 years now, that it has been dragging and there is no finality. And the problem is that it's causing instability in the organization because there's been an acting CEO uh, since then. And I guess if you're an acting CEO, you can only do so much and your powers are, are, are limited and you, you can't go full out, basically, or full throttle to do whatever you want, you want to do. But it's also the most important or one of the most important positions within the organization that of CEO and surely you need stability in that position and we can't be going to court for all these years okay but we will be going to um, Saudi Arabia uh, shortly to catch up with Damien Durant trainer of Junior Makabu who's about to defend again his WBC cruiserweight title against the veteran um, Badu Jack at SAFM radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter Okay, and Damien joins us on the line. Good evening from us in South Africa. Damien, thanks for taking our call. Teresa, good evening and good evening to all the listeners. Thank you for having me on the show. Great stuff. How are things in Saudi Arabia? How, how have you guys settled? How have you been treated? We've been treated exceptionally well. Um, we've been welcomed really nicely and it's a pleasure to be here and we're looking forward to Sunday's fight. And how, how have your preparations gone? How do you describe this camp for this fight? Uh, camp's been going really well. Uh, we prepared uh, extremely hard. Uh, we worked hard for this, and uh, I'm looking forward to Junior's performance on Sunday. He's putting good work. We've had eight weeks to prepare for the fight, and uh, I believe he's in phenomenal shape. And I think uh, we're going to see uh, Makabu bring a really great fight to the fans of Saudi Arabia. And what kind of a fight are you expecting against Badu Jack? I mean, he's been around the block. He's a veteran. Yeah, look, Badu's uh, been a world champion at super middle. He's been a world champion at light heavyweight. Um, I just don't feel Badu Jack has what it takes to 
dethrone uh, Makabu. Um, I think he's been around the game a long time and his experience will show on the night. But I just don't believe he's got enough to disturb Makabu. Uh, I think Makabu is the fresher of the two. He's 35. He knows what this uh, belt means for him and his family and his legacy in uh, in the DRC and for Africa. So I don't think Makabu will leave any any chance uh, leave any opportunities for chance for Badu Jack. I believe uh, it's uh, going to be a great showing from Makabu and to show what he's all about. Yeah, and I would think his, his stature and status is growing around the world, um, Damien. It's the third defense of his title, the prestigious WBC title, and he's been gaining a lot of respect. How is he viewed around the boxing circles, Junior Makabu? Look, his name's, uh, I think he's respected for what he is and because he's world champion. And uh, he's uh, one of only two Africans that have made multiple defenses of the WBC world title. It's Azuma Nelson and uh, Junior Makabu. So that's a statement on its own. I think uh, the boxing fans want to see uh, Makabu in big fights such as unifications, but... You know this business is uh, this business comes down to money, and that's what it's got to be. in at the end of the day, to see him in unifications, the right money needs to be offered for him to be in these big fights. Bader Jack is a big name, and uh, the Saudis want to see this fight, and uh, that's uh, that's what they're going to see on Sunday. They're going to see a hell of a fight. I'm sure an experienced Bader Jack, but a too strong Macabre. He hasn't lost since 2016, by the way. And the Saudis also want to see Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, which is more of an exhibition fight even though Tommy Fury is a boxer but does it feel for you guys that you are the main fight here because I think boxing this this fight is the one boxing fans want to see yeah I think for the boxing fans they know this is the main fight and I think this is the fight that's going to draw the boxing fans but in terms of viewership and publicity I think the Fury and uh, Jake Paul fight will bring the viewership because they've got uh, numbers from outside of the boxing fans and some some people might undermine it, but like you said, they, Jake Paul has a huge following on social media and it's gathered a lot of interest. How has the build-up been then, um, uh, Damien, with, with Paul and Fury taking center stage here? So what I've seen on social media, it looks like they're really getting into it, the two of them. I think Fury believes in his boxing ability and and coming from a boxing family. However, you can see Jake Paul's putting the time and efforts into uh should I say, carrying himself as a professional boxer. He, he's putting in the hours and he really wants to do something in a sports of boxing. So it's going to be an interesting fight. You know, if you look at uh, Tommy Fury, he hasn't done anything, anything special as a as a professional boxer. He's, he's still a prospect in the sport. And you've got a guy like Jake Paul who uh, brings great numbers to the sports of boxing. So it's going to be an interesting fight. I don't think it'll be an easy fight for either of them. There's a lot at stake, and it's uh, it's great to get boxing talking on this kind of platform and uh, the opportunities that are given to boxers on the undercards. Um, there's a couple of fighters from Saudi Arabia that will be featuring, so it's nice opportunities for them. And uh, I do believe uh, the Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia is going to be a big place for boxing in the future. And you believe that these exhibition fights are also here to stay now? I do. I think they've got their place in boxing. You know, I think I think they bring uh, money to the fight game, which is obviously very important in order to bring certain fights to the fans, the the diehard boxing fans. Uh, sometimes we don't see fights taking place because of money, and I think these uh, 
celebrity YouTube fights kind of bring money to to the events. So it makes it a, a possibility to do the the bigger fight. Oh, it's still there. Okay. And just finally, how's the weather there in Saudi Arabia, Damien? If you can hear us, uh, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. The weather's not too bad. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Um, the weather's not too bad. Some days a little bit warmer than others. Um, so it's been good. Uh, it's not as hot as everyone thinks it is. So it's there in winter season right now. So it's around 20, 21, 22. Um, some days 26 during the day. So it's not too hot. And, and who's showing the fight? I saw Dazon earlier on. Is it strictly on Dazon? No, it looks like there's a few different networks that'll be showing it. It's BT Sports Box Office, oh, okay. ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View, and I think DAZN uh, Pay-Per-View. Okay, all the best. And do you know what time it'll be South African time? Um, I think so, uh, Makabu's fight will be around 9, 10 p.m. in South Africa, and I think the, the Jay Hall and Tommy Fury fights will be closer to midnight, around half past midnight. Okay, wonderful, Damien. Thanks for taking our call tonight. We just wanted to highlight uh, the fight and we wish Junior and you all the best for Sunday. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank you. Uh, trainer who's making a name for himself also has made a name for himself, actually, Damien uh, Durant, moving away from the shadow of his late father, Nick Durant. He's produced a world WBC world champion in Ilunga Junior Makabu here, who's defending for the third time now against Badu Jack. You, you guys know Badu Jack, obviously. I don't need to reintroduce Badu Jack. And he had that big injury that he suffered where he had a cash to the forehead there. And there was blood all over his face. And I know that picture went viral. And whenever people talk Badu Jack, that's exactly what they think of. But at uh, 39 years old, 39 years old. I think I do agree with Damien. Maybe a Junior Makabu should have uh, too much for him there. Junior Makabu, DRC born, of course. And um, Don King still promoting him, right? Don King? Don, Don King has been promoting Junior Makabu, yes, but he's been based in South Africa for years now, Junior Makabu, so he is uh, one of our own. We've had him here on the show, and hopefully we'll have him uh, when he comes back. But we wish him all the best of luck, Junior Makabu, up against Badu Jack. That's it from us. We have to go. It's 8 o'clock. We hand over to News and Coquetso is up next on a Wednesday. Independent.